Okay, this is episode 87, and it has indeed been another hot minute since our last podcast episode, but Mr. Fletcher's too busy buying exquisite properties and renovating them and having a, a lakeside view and chopping big trees down and all sorts of other shit, but having me on Zoom calls, showing off with his new fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we've even podcasted since then, but that was the last time I spoke to Pete. But it is bloody good to see your face, Pete. How are you doing, mate? Now then, now then. How you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. That was a great that was a great intro to <laughs> completely slag me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a baller, Pete, and you fucking know it. No, hardly. Hardly. But uh, <laughs> it's good to see your shining face. No, yours too, man. You all right though? Yeah, you good. Everything's good in your world. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. As you mentioned, we're we're in the process of uh, trying to do a renovation, so it's uh, it's coming along. But it's definitely uh, you know it's funny. We 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 our process is we'll we'll get a place. My wife's really good at fixing it up. We'll fix it up, and then we'll go to the next piece of crap, you know, and try to like renovate it into something that's decent. It's the cheap way. And so now that we've gotten this house that we've been in so nice, now we leave and go to crap again. So yeah, <laughs> now that I start to look at this, I'm like, our our process is like we're always in crap. So <laughs> well, I mean, you say your wife handles the renovations, but when I was on that Zoom call, you were the one covered in sweat and grime, like messing with bits of wood and all sorts of shit. So it looks like you're the one that's more hands on. I, I rarely get my hands on. The only reason I was covered in sweat is because they delivered these big structural support beams to my house. And the guy comes with one guy. He's got no equipment. He's like, you going to help me move these? I was like, oh, I guess I guess so. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. So a little bit of chiropractic work for you after that then, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Use your legs. Use your legs. <laughs> Oh no, man, that's all good, but it's it's good to be uh, doing another podcast with you, anyway, man. Um, so yeah, what we're talking about today? I mean, it's it's bit it's bit has been a few weeks since we podcasted. I don't, you know, we haven't talked about um, Rossi's art exhibition up in Helensburgh, and um, yeah. you know all all the things surrounding that. But yeah, that was that was a great weekend. Um, we went up to Rossi's and obviously spent time with Ross Nicola and Theo, and then you know we. Uh, and it's beautiful. I mean, I've you know, I've spoke before about how pretty Ellensbury is and just how nice the vibe is. So it's always lovely going there. And uh, the art gallery is literally down the street from Ross. So we could just roll out from Ross's and wander down to the gallery. And um, yeah, we we spent the day there um, meeting people, meeting. And what's nice as well is it wasn't just, um, you know, people that were coming as a result of the record. It was uh, Ross, you know, Ross has got his own fans uh, as a result of his, well, his incredible artwork. Obviously, he's got his own his own fans that came down as well to, to see to see the works in such a nice environment and yeah it was a great day man it was you know i think all the way through this project we've both had like like a fear of oh god is anyone going to be interested do you know what i mean um and it, it's been really nice as it's all been unveiled so to speak that you know to see the the love and support that um has come for both of us you know for for the involvement in this project so it was lovely to see so many people there and you know some people really went above and beyond you know like uh, graham mosey who who drove up from leeds uh spent time with us um chris parker who i believe drove up from reading um that would have been a, a nice eight hour drive wow. for in there 
Uh, yeah, man, it's, you know, just stuff like that. It just makes you realize how lucky you are as uh, an artist or even just a fucking person. Do you know what I mean? To, to have such great support from people, Harry Fowley as well. Harry Fowley came along. It was great to meet Harry. Uh, had a great chat with him. Such a great bloke and just yeah. absolutely music obsessed. Um, loves, absolutely loves his music of all different types and always fascinating to, to speak with people, you know, about just about their love of music. And, and I tell you what, it was absolutely blistering weather as well. So it was just, and the gallery, like, I think I took a little video at the time and put it on Twitter, but the gallery is literally like on the shoreline. So you just got like the, the beach and then the water right in front. I mean, you know, I say beach, it's not like bloody Venice Beach or out like that or Santa Monica, but it, you know, it's still, it's still really, it was still really pretty and the weather was absolutely insane to the point though, like where we're, all the locals were just like, look, this is unprecedented. <laughs> this, this, this level of heat is unprecedented. So we, we brought the nice weather anyway, but yeah, it was a, you know, a, pr- a really proud day for Ross. Um, What's blistering over there? Is that like 21 degrees? <laughs> No, no, we're talking like 30 degrees, talking ah. like 30. Uh, well, I mean, blistering in Scotland in general is probably about 20 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like 28, 29, 30. And that's, that's you know, that's not particularly comfortable, isn't that sort of heat? But no, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. It was absolutely lovely and not a breath of wind. It would have been nice with a bit of a breeze, actually, because it might not have been quite so sweltering. But no, it was great, man. The, the the day was great and it was really relaxed, really casual. And met, as I say, met some lovely people. And then there were just some, um, you know, just random people who came in off the street to look at some art who really appreciating it. And of course, there's people walking around in my Badlands T-shirts and... Um, looking very confused like well that's on the wall and it's on his t-shirt <laughs> no and it was it was really nice really nice and theo came along as well bless him um although he, he, he spent most of the time sat on his uh his little computer i don't know if it's a ds or something like that but it was nice to have everyone there and yeah just as i say like you know ross nicola and theo are almost like family so it was just wonderful to go up and spend some time with them and because the weather was so nice we you know we got to sit out on the evenings and drink far too many ciders um (laughs) and get absolutely eaten alive by midges i mean that was ridiculous i also put a picture up uh, of ross again on twitter just hiding in his lumberjack shirt um from the absolute armies of midges that were there it was it was insane honestly we were literally in alive we were trying all sorts of things little mini flamethrowers different cream <laughs> do you know what i mean anything we could do to get rid of these uh fucking midges and yeah what's, i uh what's a, what's a midges is that like a mosquito yeah it's just like a little bastard that bites you basically and they, they come on mass usually mosquitoes work alone don't they whereas midges are just like a fucking army and they just descend and and again, when you get those idyllic conditions and Ross has got like a lovely stream or a burn, whatever you'd like to refer to it as going through the bottom of his garden. But obviously anywhere you're close to sort of water like that, you're going to get, you're going to get eaten alive by midges. Um, but it didn't, it didn't deter us. And we were insistent on sitting outside, even though we did get eaten alive. Um, yeah. And I also ended up nearly snapping my leg in half as well. That was a bit of a hairy moment running, running around with Theo. I was racing Theo around the garden and uh, I tried to do what I'd refer to as quite a tight turn, um, to evade Theo and my leg slipped from under me and my ankle went at a very, 
awkward angle and my knee went at a very awkward angle and in conjunction then my hip was at a very awkward angle and it, as I was going down in slow motion it was one of those mo- one of those moments where you're like oh shit this is going to be a this is going to be a lengthy recovery of hobbling around is this yeah. uh, I honestly I, I honestly thought I'd really crocked myself there, but luckily I, I was able to get 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 up and just um, just 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 gradually walk it off and drink several more tins of cider to try and numb the pain. And it was definitely one of those things where, oh God, that is going to be swollen tomorrow. Is that? But never mind, never mind. I'm, I'm not I'm not complaining. But yeah, I, I do want to thank everyone um, who came to that exhibition. Um, thank you so much for coming along and showing your support. And, you know, it, it, it's amazing that the, the works have sold so, so fast. There are actually two still left, which a couple of people have been umming and ahhing about. But it would be good to see that those sell. But I mean, six out of the eight sold almost instantly. So um, that's brilliant. And Ross um, has also got um, commissions off the back of it, which is brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Because um, it's it's great for Ross's profile. The whole project has been good for Ross's profile, getting, you know, inspiring him, getting his his name out there more, getting getting more of his works out there, getting more eyes on them. And as a result, I think he's got a few commissions come through, um, which, like I say, is, is, is just absolutely fantastic. Um, also, uh, I am, well, I won't say the proud owner, but, you know, I was desperate to own one of these pieces of art and I've, Baslands was the one the, obviously the the main one the album cover that's the one that I was desperate to sort of have on my wall but you know they weren't cheap and they deserve to be not cheap do you know what I mean because they're amazing works oh, yeah. and I'd just like to say a massive thank you to my mum and dad um, because they they bought Badlands and said you can you know you can keep it on your wall which yeah. which I was absolutely blown away by. I thought that was a, a really, really nice gesture. And it's just lovely to be able to sit and, and, and look at that painting constantly. Do you know what I mean? It's Although I have to say, I'm a bit like, oh my God, you know what I mean? It, that is a valuable piece of art, both sentimentally and in, you know, in monetary value. So I'm a bit like, oh God, I hope nothing happens to that. Especially with two asshole cats do you know I, I love them to bits but jesus christ anything anything they can do they, they will do positive <laughs> or negative when you least expect it that something will happen but i'm sure it's there. i'm keeping it safe and it's a it's an absolute privilege to you know i'm not going to say i own it because my mum and dad own it but uh just to even have that on my wall is it's wow. a massive privilege. It makes me feel proud. Um, you know, it makes me feel proud of Ross for his amazing work. And it's just, it's nice to sort of sit and, and reflect on the project coming together. Um, well, you know what I mean, the backstory that you don't know is that uh, your parents actually stole that from us because <laughs> there was a, an anonymous, I'll say, group of people that were teaming up to buy that for you. And uh, that was definitely going to be the case. And it was gone. It was gone so fast. And I was like, oh, oh, really? All right. Well, so much for that. And I didn't know who had it. And I was mad. I was like, oh, man, we, we didn't get it. And then. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out it, it ended up in your hands anyway, which is good news. Oh, man. That, oh, well, I'm a bit speechless by that. This is it. It's a shame. It's a shame you didn't get to. Um, well, I've got. I've like you say, man. I've I've got it. So, uh, yeah, but it that's out. 
Yeah, man, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, you've you've thrown me with that, Pete. I I had no idea. I had no idea. But yeah, um, it's a shame you couldn't be there, Pete. It's a shame. It's always a shame when you can't be at these things. But you know, it is what it is. But um, luckily, uh, Giant Frying Pan, one of my wonderful patrons, also known as Paul Moran, um, did an excellent job of of being your guy on the site on the day. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I actually have some clips. Uh, he, he recorded some clips, and uh, I've got some clips, uh, some people that were looking, uh, finally talking to you, and, and we spoke to them afterwards, and here's what they had to say. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Get to fuck. Re- really nice. Uh... <laughs> Why did I not see that coming? Yeah, the last one. Kipak's wankers. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> Lots of uh, great reviews at the uh, art exhibit. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. In all in all fairness, uh, yeah. Uh, Giant frying pan did send me some clips. I'm still putting them together. We'll get them on the next episode. But yeah, should be good. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, he, he did a great job. He did a great job. He was very professional. I was taken aback by it, and um, yeah, I think he captured um, he captured some some talking from all of us and from Theo, I believe, as well, which I'm excited to hear that. Uh, bless him. So yeah, man, it was it was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Um, and it was, as I say, thank you to everyone that came along. And um, yeah, yeah, really, really pleased with how that went. So as well as the art exhibition, we've also finally got the um, exciting news of the tour which i'm absolutely buzzing about oh yeah like i'm thrilled about that you know like when we put the lead show together that was kind of a a, you know a one-time thing and it took it took quite a lot of sorting did that and you know lots of people were like oh why don't you do a tour and i was just like i i don't have a i wouldn't have a clue how to how to arrange a full tour do you know what i mean it, it it took enough sort of arranging one gig um but luckily i know some great people man and and some people that are willing to go above and beyond to to help me out and and get things out there so yeah um tony perrin the music manager and he also helps me out uh, he got in touch he actually got in touch with uh our the music's booking agent and you know it was just like you know it, We've done this gig in Leeds, quite a few people there. Do you think there's any chance we could look at putting a tour together? Because that's what this is all about, really. It's about knowing the right people with the right context that can, you know, that can call favours in, so to speak. Because, you know, that with all due respect to me in Experiment 637, um, it, you know, a, a tour like this, it, it, it's a niche thing. So for someone to put a tour like this together for me is it, absolutely brilliant. I say for me anyway, that's slightly inaccurate because it's actually going to be a joint headline tour um, with Experiment 637, uh, who, who are really, really interesting and make some great music. And of course, uh, Mickey Dale, who is a keyboard player from Embrace, it's kind of his uh, and his friend Ron, and it's their, it's their sort of band. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're in similar places in terms of um you know me and then them i think we're you know kind of just starting out with our own thing separate from the main thing and it just kind of makes sense do you know what i mean and it 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 makes sense for us to go out together and they're really really great lads as well and that always makes anything like a tour 
go so much slicker, easier, more fun when you do it with great people. So, yeah, I mean, if you haven't checked um, Experiment 637 out, please do. Uh, Mickey put a link up for a digital link to listen to their music. So, yeah, man. And as I say, it's going to be what we what you call a core headline joint headline tour which essentially just means we'll just be we'll be taking it in turns to headline really yeah. that's that's all that really means which is fine do you know what i mean it's slightly a political thing maybe but it's just keeps everyone fair and keeps everyone engaged and excited about it and you know i i'm not sat here with any sort of ego like well no it's got to be my tour or anything like that i'm absolutely thrilled to be doing a, a joint headline tour with such great lads and uh so it's great musicians as well man yeah um, well, just think about it if you guys like tour and you guys start to enjoy each other's music play together you guys can start a new band and you can call it embrace the music <laughs> <laughs> okay okay Pete. okay I don't, I don't i don't really know what to say about that <laughs> but no man it, it, it's going to be in lots of ways it's going to be just like the old days do you know what i mean lots of Lots of small venues that I was going to say stink of beer and cigarettes, but they probably won't stink of cigarettes anymore, not after all this time. But yeah, it's just going to be like getting on a splitter bus in the old days uh, with the other three lads and getting out there, man. Do you know what I mean? Except, uh, you know, doing it a lot older. And I probably don't know. There's like a certain element of when, once you've done it and you're in it and you think it's going to last forever, you. It's not like taking it for granted, but I don't know. It's almost like you forget to enjoy exactly what you're really doing. Mm. I suppose it is. I suppose there is an element of, of taking it for granted, but you know, in the position I'm in having, you know, well, I don't really know how to phrase that, but being back involved in music anyway, and, and having any kind of audience and having the opportunity to, to get out there and play some more shows. It's not, something i'll be taking for granted do you know what i mean it's it's an absolute honor um a privilege and yeah massive shout out to jeff meal and wasserman who, who are a great well a massive um promotions company so to to have them put this tour together is has been absolutely brilliant um so yeah the tour is starting in york and that's like i've i've had a lot of people when i've announced this tour there has been a lot of people saying, what, nothing in the Southwest or nothing down here or what about this and what about that? Now, again, like this, it, people have to, people have to appreciate, like if you look at these tour dates, so let's go through it. You've got Thursday, the 12th of October uh, in York at the Fulford Arms, Saturday, the 14th of October, that's the um, whole polar bear. Uh, Sunday, the 15th, uh, you've got the castle in Manchester, uh, Thursday the 19th, Sunflower Lounge, Birmingham. Friday the 20th, um, Yellow Arc Studios, Sheffield. Saturday the 21st, the Parish Huddersfield. Thursday the 26th, you've got Glasgow Audio. And Saturday 28th is a slaughtered lamb in London. So apart from Glasgow, London, and uh, maybe to an extent Birmingham, like the idea of putting this tour together was so that the places are close enough that we can effectively drive to the gig, play the gig and then drive home. Yeah. That, I mean, that is really how it's structured uh, because once you start factoring in hotels and, um, you know, a lot of the other things you usually have on a tour, um, the, the money starts to shoot through the roof. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. We're both DIY Experiment 637 and a DIY as well. So again, we're doing this with our own money. So it's more about 
making it you know everything's got to work financially in this world and it, 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 it like i say is a case of trying to structure the tour so that we can drive do the gig and then drive home back to our own beds um rather than having the additional additional spend of of hotels and such like so i i do appreciate there are people in places where we're not playing close to and i can only apologize about that man do you know what i mean and i know people are like play down south and i'm like well i'm playing london and people are like well there is further south than that you know and it's like i i i, I know man i do know but we can only do what we can do and who knows like it next time you know hopefully we can do some different places and you know i don't i i don't mind going above and beyond i don't mind the hotel hotel if we're if we're far out but once you start adding lots of those in you know when you're looking at budgets because come on people everyone knows in this world that whatever you do it's it's driven by budgets especially in a bloody business sense do you know what I mean? And I know there's people out there who are like, oh, it's music. You shouldn't worry about money. Music should be free. That's well and good, man. But at the end of the day, you've got people watching numbers going, look, this this really doesn't add up and you're going to lose money and all that sort of stuff. So we've just got to be careful about those things. But yeah, I don't I don't want the tour to be, um, you know, just to be based on bloody how much it's going to cost. It's more about the excitement of getting out there and doing some shows and, uh, yeah, hoping among hope that um, a few a few people come to these gigs now that we've we've managed to organise them and that it will be. You know, I'm not expecting anything to bloody sell out. Do you know what I mean? I'm not expecting any of them to sell out, but it'd be great to see some you know excited people come down see that you know see both bands and then we'll do a meet and greet do you know what i mean that that's one of the things i'm really looking forward to is i loved it at leeds meeting fans and meeting people great people um so yeah there's going to be a lot of that going on do you know what i mean a lot of uh meeting and greeting and being very very thankful for anyone that decides to spend the money and buy a ticket and come yeah. along you know it means means the world to me and i'm sure it will do to experiment 637 as well as i said they're lovely lads um so yeah it's it's going to be great man it's going to be it's going to be great and yeah along those lines as well um it's getting to the point that oh let me just add sorry let me just add there that so tickets for the gig are available from my website. If you go to my website, which you can find on any of my socials through the link tree in my bio, once you go on the link tree about halfway down the options, there'll be a website. So if you click on that, it will take you to a page uh, where all the dates are listed and you can just click on the dates and buy, um, as I say, the respecting tickets for that, for that show that uh, is close enough to you. Um, so yeah, um, also on that, uh, it's getting to the point now where I'm starting to get things together to get the album on streaming sites, basically. I know that there's been a lot of talk about that and I still, I'm regularly getting questions like, I can't find this album on any of the streaming sites, you know, what's going on and it's it's been complicated, man. It has been complicated and Again, doing this DIY and not having loads of money to just shell out to people. You know, when you're shelling, when you're shelling out money, stuff happens instantly. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're kind of going, please, sir, can you help me? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you've got to wait a little bit longer. Um, so that's where we are at um, with the streaming side of things. I'm just starting the process now. Hopefully it shouldn't take too long. 
because um, you know, I realised there's there's people who might be looking at the tour dates, thinking, well, I haven't I haven't heard the album, I don't have a CD player, I don't have a turntable, you know, I wasn't lucky enough to get one of the um, Serenade digital pressings, so I haven't even heard the album. So it will be it will be nice uh, to get that on your standard streaming sites um, before the tour. So as I say, other people can hear it as well. Although, as I've said a few times, the link is still active on Tim Burgess's listening party on the Badlands listening party, just for anyone that might want to go listen. Um, but yeah, it's a great album. I got it right here. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so I think the idea is going to be it's going to go on streaming sites. Now I am so out of the loop on all this shit. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't. I, I have to wholly, freely admit I don't know the difference between any of them. But I think from what from the conversations I've had, the idea is to put it on streaming sites, not download sites, um, because Serenade actually have the digital exclusivity in terms of an actual download. So you'll be able to go to your streaming sites and 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 stream it, um, but. I don't think you can download it, but as I say, I I didn't know there was a distinguishable difference between the, how the sites work. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not really in the know, but it'll it'll become a lot clearer to me over the next few days when I'm back and forth in with the people that I am now to get like a Spotify profile and all that sort of stuff. It's it's a brave new world, isn't it? It's a brave new world, basically. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to let people know that that is um, going to be coming soon. That is going to be coming soon um, onto the streaming sites and that. But I will reiterate as well, anyone who has bought a vinyl or a CD, all you got to do is send me a message on any platform. I'll get it. And I will send you the digital link to the to the SoundCloud page. You know, I know it's not might not be the the, the well, I'd call it a workflow, but the listening flow that people might usually have. You know, maybe they like everything in one place. That is coming, but like I say, up until that point, you, you can just click the SoundCloud link and you can listen to the album that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of been what I've been advising people to do when they've been saying, "Look, it's not on any streamers or anything like that." But yeah, that's that can be a, a that's not as simple as it seems and as i say i'm making inroads into that now so that's cool yeah it'll be more convenient when it's on the uh stream but yeah uh, like we've had this conversation before it's really nice i've played it on the uh, album multiple times it's it's nice to just put it on the uh on the record and uh, and then just play it you know cover to cover it's a, it's a much much cooler experience but i understand not everybody has a record player so as you mentioned yeah, absolutely. there's, there's yeah. ways to get it yeah, and obviously for the people who do own the Serenade downloads, obviously that is ultra, ultra high quality. And if if you've got some kick-ass hi-fi equipment, you're going to have an amazing experience through that. Honestly, it sounds stupidly good. Really, really good. Um, but obviously there were only 50 editions of that. But that's what I wanted to keep cool about that, man. Do you know what I mean? Like anyone who, who, who busted a gut to get one of those Serenade downloads, I want them to feel special and to feel like they've got something special that isn't really available anywhere else. And that's certainly the case. Do you know what I mean? What's going on the streamers will, of course, be great audio, but it's, it's not going to be the the proper all singing all dancing audio that um is on the serenade one yeah for sure okay and i'm really uh i'm really uh i'm, I'm really glad you're touring i think that's going to be really cool i i know we've said this before but it'd be so cool if you did like one u.s show and <laughs> I, i'm sure i'm sure that people from different places would reunite uh and and uh, you know one central location i think it would it would be pretty awesome well you know i am um, 
rapid I am a rapidly changing human, it would appear, and who knows, I might I might find my way into being able to get on a plane soon. Although that that has made me come out in a cold sweat literally as soon as I said that. <laughs> but you know, Pete, I would love I mean, you know, touring aside, gigs aside, I'd love to come over and spend some time with you in your new uh, fancy house with your lake view and all that stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So if I could get over that fear and get myself on a plane, that'd be amazing. But you know me, man, I'd love to, I'd love to do uh, even a solitary bloody gig over there. But again, it, it's making it work. But I don't know if we could combine it with a little bit of a vacation thing that there might be a way of making that work. But I'm sure then we'd still have people saying, well, you haven't played my town or my city. It's like, oh my God. If you fund it, I will come. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a, we'll, we'll theme it. It'll be in, North, it'll be in North Carolina, it'll be at my house. And uh, we'll, we'll do it in a nice venue because Raleigh has a lot of nice, cool venues. But we'll have a big picnic and barbecue at my place and everybody can come from all the different states. We'll have a, we'll have a, a, a nice uh, reunion. So yeah, let's do it. That does sound awesome, man. That does sound really awesome. Um, okay, what else is on the agenda? So um, things that have happened in the, the downtime between no podcasts is more reissue updates. And I know this is something that a lot of people have got their ears to the ground for. Uh, I'm still getting a lot of questions. Um, every day I'm getting questions like, any more news on that? Any more news on that? Right, so the, the news is um, the first album, so the music and Welcome to the North will both be coming out on the 13th of October, 2023. So they will be released together at the same time. And then after that, you've obviously got Strength in Numbers and then the Singles and EP collection. They, according to the thing I'm looking at here, they come out on the 2nd of February, 2024. Nice. So as I said, you've got the first album, Welcome to the North, coming together. And then a few months later, you've got Strength in Numbers and the singles and EPs coming together. Now, I can't remember exactly how much of this I covered in the podcast episode where we talked about it. But you do have to remember, we have no control uh, over this. In fact, I'll just I'll just read you something from the email I've had regarding this. I'll paraphrase slightly. But it basically says, UMR are reissuing the below releases by the music. Whilst we do not require any of your consent here, we thought we'd let you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, you know, it, we we have no say in this. We have no say on the packaging. I, I think I've been over this, but I'm still getting questions about it. So I thought I'd cover it again. Yeah, we have no say on anything. Um, and they, as far as I know, they're just going to be direct reissues. I don't think there's going to be anything special about them in terms of picture there's going to be no picture discs or anything like that uh, you, you have to realize that well how shall i explain this because i do want to touch back on this because there was a lot of responses to the podcast where i discussed this uh where lots of people were like oh my god the music industry is so fucked up that's out of order that's terrible and i realized that i probably didn't give it the correct context at the time now any frustration you might you might have heard in my voice about about the facts it's purely down to the fact that we're not touring it do you know what i mean therefore you know we can't necessarily take advantage of it and it does just does just stick in your throat a little bit that you know it's not something that we can financially do well off a little bit but here are the facts um you know as as i described in the the episode where i touched on this uh in more detail uh the the record company own the rights to the albums so there's nothing unusual 
or wrong about us not getting a say or about us not getting much, if any, royalties from it. It's all as per the contracts that we signed years ago, and they're very similar contracts that every band signs. Now, it's as simple as this. The record company, let's say they spend a, a million pounds on the first album, so that's making the record and all the promotion around it and tour support and everything, say they spent a million pounds. They didn't get their million pounds back through our sales, which is usually the idea. Do you know what I mean? You sign a band, you pay for an album to be made, it goes out there and you make money on it. That's generally how record companies work. Yeah. So in the, in the situation where uh, the band doesn't sell enough to cover the money that the record company spent, it's called recouping. So if a band doesn't recoup, which means they don't sell enough records to give the record company their money back, then obviously it stands to reason that until the record company make their budget back, uh, any money goes to them. That's that's the same with every band out there. Now, obviously, if you Coldplay or Foo Fighters or someone like that, when you put a record out, that motherfucking thing shifts. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? It yeah. shifts. And the label will make their money back in the first fucking week or two weeks or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Whatever, even a year, two years, whatever the timeline may be, the record company will recoup their money back. Let's face it, none of you would like it, would you? No. None of you like it if you fucking paid money for summer and then you didn't technically own it and couldn't do what you want with it you'd be like what the fuck so just i just want to give it context out there for all the people who are going on about how fucked up the industry is and stuff like that it's really not it's just it's just business man it is literally just business in the same way that none of you people out there own your houses some some of you might but the majority of you i would imagine have got mortgages oh yeah it's exactly the same thing do you know what I mean? Until your mortgage is paid off, effectively the bank owns the majority of your house. Mm-hmm. And until our record company budgets are paid off, the record company own most own our records. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like there's bloody people knocking on our doors going, you fucking still owe us a million pounds. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no legal obligation to make that money back for the label. That is a risk they take. So upon taking that risk... They have to be able to bring back their bring their money in. So for all these reissues you see of any band all over the place, any of them, ninety nine point nine percent of them is effectively well, it's a cash grab. Yeah, <laughs> you look at it how you want. It is a cash grab. It is the label who have got accountants going right. We made this record in two thousand and two. It cost a million pounds. We recouped three hundred thousand. So there's a lot of money to be made back there. So reissue the fucking albums and try and sell them again. Do you know what I mean? It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And in my mind, there's there's nothing fucked up about that. I mean, you can sit there and think it's fucked up in the sense that we created this music. Yeah, we did, but we wouldn't have been able to bloody record it if it weren't for the record label. Yeah. Do you know true. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I just wonder, so, what, I, so, so it, what would happen if like it just for whatever reason, one song hits the radio, it blows up and there's like this resurgence and all of a sudden uh, you guys clear, then, then, then what do you guys, what, what kind of decisions have to be made at that point? Well, uh, I suppose in, if we were still an active band looking for opportunities that, you know, that would bring about something great. But unfortunately, as it's well documented, we're not really. Um, so I don't know if the label, I don't know what there's going to be in terms of promotional push. 
So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to end up back on the radio to help push these things. I'm not sure if they're going to rely mostly on us to promote this stuff. They very well might do. Um, but, you know, there there is a symbi- slight symbiotic element to this. You know, you could sit there with the attitude of, well, if I'm not getting any money out of it, then I aren't fucking promoting it. You can, you know, get fucked. But, you know, it, we're not like that as a band. And, you know, I'm, I'm, there's been enough people wanting vinyl over the years that I see this and just go, great, fantastic. That's a, that's a way to, for all these people to be happy. Um, I mean, one good thing is I pres- I'm presuming they will be chart eligible, which means that, you know, 20 years or 20 odd years after we were an active current band, we, we, we could get something in the charts. I, I think all that would mean in reality, Pete, is um, and maybe more people being aware of us, more people downloading or streaming our records, um, which, you know, we, we've discussed at length. Doesn't really do a great deal yeah. for us in terms of, um, you know, sort of bringing money in, really. And, and I know, you know, I talk about this stuff and it might not sit too well for some people because I say there are people out there who are like, oh, music shouldn't be about money. Nothing to do with music should be about money. At the end of the day, music is a product. You know what I mean? And it's bought by companies and sold by companies. They're the bare facts. It's like a Mars bar. It's no fucking different, apart from it lasts a lot longer. <laughs> but principally, it is no different. It's called capitalism. Do you know what I mean? And we've been living in it since the fucking dawn of time. And that's just how the world turns. But yeah, I'm just, I'm pleased. And of course, you know, hopefully it could give me a little bit of exposure for my uh, projects. Do you know what I mean? For my record and stuff. There's there's um, positive things of it like that. Uh, and don't get me wrong, you know, every, I make no bones about it. I'd love to, to support the reissues by doing gigs. And anyone who wonders how the industry works, that's how the band make the money yeah. on something like this. That is how the band would make the money on, on the shows, on merchandise, you know, and I'd like to maybe do, it might be nice to do a new line of merch to coincide with uh, the reissues coming out. Um, if that's something that people want, I think it is something that people want. Um, again, some people out there might look at that distastefully and think, well, you just try to make money, but it's, you know, I've, there's an element of everyone fucking needs to make money somehow. And, you know, if you can't make money off something you've created, which has left uh, a loving legacy in people's minds, then what the fuck can you make money off? Do you know what I mean? And it's not like, you know, people don't have to buy shit. It's yeah. not like if we do a new line of merch, everyone's forced to buy it. Do you know what I mean? You vote with your feet. It's not something you want to do and you don't. But if you want to own a cool shirt, I'm, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but that is one of the ways we could uh, you know we could benefit from from these reissues because other than that we'll get a very small what's referred to as a mechanical royalty which amounts to pennies um but as i say that's that's not the main issue um i think let's have a look i'm not sure how many units are going to be manufactured of each it's looking here like it might be 4000 um of each and you know, I think I think they'll go, man. I think they'll go, which will be cool. I'm in line. Uh, one, <laughs> yeah, one thing to point out is the the reissues will not be coming out in North America, South America, Central America, and the Caribbean. So the reissues will not be available in those territories. I'm Shame. afraid. Shame. Well, and again, this is nothing to do with us. Uh, obviously, we did a split deal back in the day where. Uh, Virgin and Hutt, um handled 
UK, Europe, and all that side of things. Then obviously we had a separate record deal with Capital Records in America. I presume for those things to be, you know, for the record, the reissues to be physically available in those territories, Capital would have to jump on uh, the reissue bandwagon if you want to look like that. So yeah, you have to remember, don't shoot the messenger on any of this because literally I am literally just a middleman in in all this. Uh, no control. And as I say in this email, it just says we don't fucking require your consent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I like that line. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, uh, and in terms of where they're going to be available in the UK and anywhere else, I'm not really sure, man. I'd, I'd, I guess they'll be going into your regular record stores and regular retail, you know, music retail stores, your, your HMVs, your whatever else there is out there. Again, that's a, that's a loop I'm very much out of, but, uh, you know, for what discovering my own love of vinyl, I've, I've trawled around, you know, independent record stores and the big ones like HMV and that, and to be fair to HMV, they, they do do some great deals and there's a hell of a lot of vinyl. So as we're all aware, there is a big resurgence in vinyl. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people might look at the bigger record stores and think, oh, fuck that. I'd rather buy it, rather buy it at Jumbo. But I'd imagine it'll be a similar price. I'd imagine it'll be a similar price, but I don't know. I don't. I, I cannot say for sure. That is information that we will just have to wait for. I guess I'll have uh, to. Uh, I guess I'll have to find somebody in the UK to buy my stuff for me then, or I'll just use a VPN well, and get them ordered. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, I'm. You know, I'm sure you can order from any territory you're in, and but obviously, you know, I, I will reiterate: please don't shoot the messenger here because I, I don't want to be met with loads of messages saying, "Well, why is it not available here? Why is it not available here?" As far as I'm concerned, I've just covered that in some detail with an explanation that tells you exactly why they're not available in those places. And again, to reiterate, it is nothing to do with me or and the rest of the band or the management or anything else like that. It's purely down to the record company. Uh, oh, yeah, I did get um, a question, you know, people saying, look, will, will Ghost Hands be on any of it, anything like that? The answer to that is no. They are direct reissues of what was. Um, I presume they're going to be one twenty gram standard black vinyl. Um, so yeah, there's nothing like that. And you know, to be candid about it, uh, or to not be candid, whichever way it is, I can't remember. Um, the label weren't particularly interested in that, but that is um, bolstered by the fact I've just told you these things are just cash grabs for the yeah. record company. They're just sure. cash grabs. They're not going to want to sit down and pay anyone to redesign any packaging or to spend the time, you know, working up picture discs or colored vinyl. All that shit costs more money. You know what I mean? And what they are trying to do is they are trying to balance their books and fill a financial void left by us. <laughs> um <laughs> So as I say, you know, you, you've just got to get it into your head that it's business, it's capitalism, it's how the world turns. And as I've said, none of you guys would like it if you paid for something exclusively and you didn't have the right to do what you wanted with it. So you just need to, you, you just need to realize that and don't come shouting at me that Ghost Hands isn't on it or this isn't on it or, it, you know, it's not doing that or it's not a picture disc. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. So yeah, that is... Um, that is the updates on the reissues. 
Yeah, I totally get that. <clears throat> you know, they've already got this thing in hand. It's already in the. It's already in their vault. They're going to yep. release it just as it is. And uh, like you said, it's a bit of a cash grab, uh, but it's an opportunity for folks that have been looking for these to to get their hands on them. So I, I think it's good. Of course, I'd love to hear you say you're going to have that. You're going to release the fourth album with it, and you're going to do, you know, you're going to do Ghost Hands and all these other ones that have, you know, all the B sides. Let's, you know, come on, let's get in. But <laughs> if that's not the case, I'll take what I can get. But again, um, you know, cash grab sounds like a bad term. It's not, is it? Because it's getting people what they want. If you're sat there desperate for the music vinyl and you have an opportunity to buy it, but you sit and go, I'm not fucking buying it because I'm just giving money to that label. No disrespect, but you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're a fucking idiot. If you want the music vinyl, fucking buy it. They're providing it for you. Don't get lost in some, well... Don't get lost in, well, this is just a big company doing a cash Every fucking big company is doing a cash grab. I'll take Mars again. Do you honestly think that fucking the people who make Mars make it out of the love of it? They fucking don't. They make it because people want it, man. People want it. People want to taste that shit. And it's the same with, you know, all. I suppose I'm presenting this in different ways, but I'm just trying to find different ways to to give people the right context because I, I don't think the message fully got through on the, the last podcast episode that I did um, about it really. But yeah, you know, you've, you've, you've got to see this for what it is. It's an opportunity for you to get your hands on the music vinyl. It's as simple as that. Okay. So the, the last thing I wanted to cover on this episode was um, any, any people who sort of actively watch me on Twitter will have seen that, um, I'm going to be selling some of my old the music equipment and I'll just I'll just say before don't let that be an indicator of anything because this is shit I haven't used for a very long time you know I've got my Kemper now so in the event that you know for whatever reason the music gig uh, something along the lines of the music doing another show happens I'm ready there's no, there's no fight. There's no fin- finality, if that's a fucking word, about me selling some fucking amps and shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got, it's not representative of anything other than me trying to, to get rid of stuff that I, I, I don't use. The world's moved on. This Kemper is fucking amazing, and I don't need all the stuff that I used to have. And as I've said before, the the garage in the house where I used to live is full of the music equipment, sort of all my amps and stuff that I just don't use anymore. No use to me, but that is still worth money. And, you know, being completely honest with you, all this equipment has been the bane of my existence because I've never really had space for it. And I've been beg stealing and borrowing garage space for over a decade for this equipment. And it's just getting to a time now where I need to do something about it. You know, I've I've moved out of the house I was in. I'm somewhere else and there is no room to store that stuff. Storage is ridiculously expensive, ridiculously expensive. And who would pay for storage on something that they don't need or at the bottom, at the end of the day, don't want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a use for it. So yeah, I have finally taken the plunge and got in that garage and started ripping everything out. The bloody five skips have been filled, not just from the garage, but, uh, and it's got to a point now where I've taken things out of flight cases i'm looking at what's there and it's been horrible really i mean not for any uh, sort of nostalgic things or anything like that it's just been looking at this massive equipment going what on earth am i going to do with this and yeah i'd like to sell it but it 
it's all been sat in a garage for over a decade so everything's going to need a lot of work and it was all just stuff that was over facing me to the point where i were like you know i'd like to drive somewhere and just push all this lot off a cliff do you know what i mean because i just it it, it is a it is a ball and chain around my <laughs> neck. I know people out there will probably think, oh man, there's like all this equipment that's got so much history and yeah. so much use all over the world. Surely you should love it to bits. Did you use that on Big that. Day Out? <laughs> I did. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I, I don't work like that, man. I'm sentimental about certain things, but not like, you know, it, yeah, looking at this stuff, I do go, oh, yeah, it brings back good memories. But that doesn't outweigh me sat with my head in my hands going, what the fuck am I going to do with all this stuff? I've got no idea. But I'm very lucky to have lots of great people as fans and friends. Do you know what I mean? You know, a, a lot of what would maybe had started off as fans have become friends. And a really good friend who knows what he's doing has offered to drive up in a van Pack it all up if you can fit it all in the van in one go. I have my doubts. But anyway, um, drive up, pick up all the gear, take it to his workshop and go through it all. He's going to go through it all. He's going to clean up what he can, best he can. He's going to get stuff working that can be made to work. And basically, it's all going to get tarted up, so to speak. And then it's going to be listed for sale. Do you know what I mean? It's... uh, and you know like special request uh can we get this on video <laughs> of the uh yeah i can i can document that and i can get him to document some of the stuff that he's doing um but yeah the the bottom line is there's a there's a lot of money sat there doing nothing that people could be using and appreciating themselves and and there's probably people out there who are thinking well he should he should he should get the money and donate it all to charity right now i'm a motherfucking charity i've been beating around no bush do you know what i mean like difficult world we all fucking live in do you know what i mean and um i've got bills i've got more bills i've just made a record that's cost a fortune um and if i want to make other records uh you see i see that lump of gear as part of the budget for my next album that's how i see it now and also it fuck it owes me that gear owes me. Do you know what I mean? Because it has haunted me for years. I've had several arguments. My bloody brother had it in his garage for years and his wife were getting really pissed off, but obviously my brother, so he's like, that fucking shit stays where it is. And, you know, it's caused divisions between other people. I want rid of it. I want rid of it. I want it to go to people who appreciate it and it would be nice to get a little bit of money back that I can put back in to Adam Nutter and to making another album and... Uh, because this stuff isn't flipping cheap. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Anyone out there who was thinking, well, he's just made him release a record, surely he's got money. You're fucking dreaming. You are fucking dreaming. You ever heard the term break even? That's a lucky thing if it is. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? I just want people to realize the reality of it and not get bogged down in thinking, oh, he's a musician, he's done this, he must have loads of fucking money. It's, don't fucking work like that, man. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't think um, any. I don't think anybody thinks you're flying jets between these gigs. But uh, no, what no. I think, and I hope, I hope, like that. This while this may have been, you know, possibly breaking even or or passion project, whatever you want to call it. I hope that this trans transitions you into continuing 
and growing yeah. and evolving oh, absolutely. and then ultimately becoming more successful. That's my hope. I really do hope. I wish, obviously I wish you the best and I want to make sure that you are super successful, but you know, I, I had zero expectations of you resurging and, and all of a sudden top of the charts kind of stuff, you know, but I do yeah. think that this is the exciting part is that you're continuing to play. You're, you're one of the best guitar players I've seen. And uh, to see you continue and to recreate yourself is just, that's exciting. Yeah, and that is the aim. That's the most important thing, to feel fulfilled. Not None of this has ever been to try and make loads of fucking money. Look, I've been through all that shit. I'm at the age now where I realise that life isn't about having loads of fucking money. Do you know what I mean? Sure, it'd be fucking nice and it'd be nice for everyone, but life is not determined by having loads of money. And it's much more about being happy feeling fulfilled um you know in your life side of things and and creative side of things i've never had any unrealistic expectations about what this you know it's an instrumental album do you know what i mean it's not it's not suddenly going to uh catapult me into the stratosphere and that's not something that i really want man i'm a homely guy that's why i found touring the world so difficult because i just wanted to fucking be at home sat on sofa just watching something that made me smile man with someone that i care about that really is all i want from life at this point having gone through the things that i've gone through and the feelings and the situations you know it all just brings you to a point where you know you, you realize that you'll never live you'll, you'll never live if you're constantly chasing something that's going to make you a fucking millionaire, I'm not, you know, I'm not criticizing anyone with drive or passion, more power to you, more power to you. If you're able to go out there and create something that creates a financial legacy for your family and for, you know, generations to come, that's a brilliant thing, but it's not something that everyone's lucky enough to be able to do. And the, you know, all the point is that I'm making is that I just want to be happy with someone that I care about and, make some tunes and, um, you know, have great people as fans. And I consider myself very lucky to, to have those things. Um, so yeah, you know, I know I say it a lot, but I probably don't say it enough, but I, I owe so much to my patrons for, for supporting me. Um, it, it literally means the world to me. Um, it always has, it always will. Um, but yeah, so, but the, the the entire point of telling you about the equipment anyway is that for anyone interested, and there is quite a lot of interest, at some point, hopefully in the quite near future, uh, there's going to be some stuff available for people to buy if they wish, for not if they don't want to. Um, but yeah, the, I, I, time is running out in terms of me having to get that equipment out of that particular garage, and it will be a massive weight off my brain when it does, do you know what I mean? There's lots of stuff weighing down on my brain at the moment, but that is certainly one of the big things that's been there for a long time. What on earth am I going to do with that garage full of bloody massive equipment that some of it's a bloody four-man lift? Do you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. It's it's stuff that's geared up for a, a big band who are doing big tours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you've got fucking 15 road crew or, 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 who pick up mountains like the Skittles and just throw it in back of trucks. Do you know, that's what that stuff's built for. And that's not where I am anymore. Do you know what I mean? That is not where I am anymore. The only yeah. reason this bloody car is working is because I've got this camper. And again, that is thanks to my patrons. My patrons bought me that camper. But the thing is light. It's small. It's compact. Don't even need a speaker on stage because it plugs straight into front of house. So that that's the only reason I'm even able to tour. If I was having to use 
class A valve amps and loads of floor pedals and all this shit, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Because it's not like I can pay for any crew and I can't even carry half this shit on my own. Yeah. So, yeah, a, a great lad is really helping me out by taking it away, sorting it all out, fixing it all up, and then obviously I'll give him whatever he's spent in expenses and a cut on top of that for going out of his way for me to go collect it all, take it to his workshop and do what he's doing on it. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm very, very, very lucky to to know the people that I do. You know, people such as yourself, Pete, who, who go out of the way um, for me and... Yeah, it's um it's a fantastic thing and yeah, I'm very I'm very I'm very relieved that I've got help with that and so yeah, um I think that's probably going to do it for for this episode. I've got a dry mouth which means I've been on a right rant, but yeah, so I've covered the reissues, giving you some updates, some release dates, you know when to look out for those things and of course we'll be promoting it on social media. Of course we will. Um, and the, the, the tour dates, I will put the ticket link in the description for this episode. Um, so you can just go straight there and click that if you do want to come to any of the gigs. And please, please, please do. <laughs> please do. I'd really appreciate it. anyone who comes down to any of these shows and just shows us some support. It would mean the world to us all. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much again uh, to listening for listening to the episode. I'm, I'm sorry there's been a bit of a gap. We'll try and get another one out quick sharp after this one as well but i still love doing this still really enjoy it still love chatting with pete and still love you know talking to all you guys and yeah and all that stuff so thank you very much thanks for listening hey hey sounds great man 